A person who has a strong spirit, there's nothing impossible because they can believe. They can get in there. They can trust God. They can believe and they'll see what it is that they're believing for come to pass. Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast, a teaching outreach of Andy Green Ministries. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, we would ask that you please rate, review, and share it with others so it will be a blessing to them. Stay tuned after the episode for important updates and announcements from Andy Green Ministries. Now here's Andy with today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to Developing a Strong Spirit, lesson number four. Um, In the last lesson, we talked about indicators of a weak spirit, and in this one, we're going to talk about indicators of a strong spirit. Um, Before we jump into that, let's read our foundation scripture for these whole series of lessons um, from Proverbs 18, 14, the Amplified Version says, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up? Or bear. So again, we've talked about this, you know, in pretty much all the lessons, you know, that, you know, a strong spirit can help us be strong externally as well. Um, But if we're weak internally, you know, we're going to be weak externally as well. And that's kind of the whole thing that we've been talking about through this, through this whole um, series here um, in developing a strong spirit. So strong spirit, good, weak spirit, bad, strong spirit um, will help, you know, with the external problems as well as internal problems as well as anything else. I mean, I know that it's pretty common sense to say, hey, being strong is better than being weak. And um, so that's what we're focusing on. Um, Again, last lesson, we talked about the indicators of of a weak spirit. And today we're going to talk about the indicators of a strong spirit. Um, Before we jump into those indicators, let's uh, real quick, let's mention 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 30. Uh, David said, for by thee, I have run through a troop by my God. I have leaped over a wall. So we know by this, he's saying that, you know, uh, the new living translation brings it out that I can crush an army or I can scale a wall. So really, you know, what he's saying is, is that, you know, with the strength of God, you know, there's nothing that's impossible. Um, so David, he's a really good example of a person with a strong spirit. Just at the end of first Samuel, in chapter 30, there's a story about how, you know, David and, and his men, you know, they went in and they took over, uh, they were in Ziglag and they, you know, destroyed Ziglag and everything. Well, they came back and they found out that their women, their possessions, you know, everything had been taken and stolen. And so the men that just went and conquered this this town with David was ready to stone him because what had happened in their camp while they were away. And so David got real upset, got real depressed, you know, he's they're wanting to kill him. And, you know, they've lost their hope. You know, they're not trusting God. And so finally it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He built himself up in the Lord. And what's interesting about this is that David wasn't even full of the Holy Spirit. I mean, David was was just a man who the Spirit would come upon, you know, to be a king. But he wasn't full of the Spirit of God like what we are. You know, whenever Jesus left, he said, it's good that I go away because then the helper is going to come and he's going to reside on the inside of you. So we have the helper, the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of each one of us. And so we have even more available to us than what David did. But yet David is known as the man after God's heart because he was strong in God and he trusted him. 
And then going back to Second uh, Samuel, again, chapter 22 and verses 33 to 34, he says, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet and setteth me upon high places. So, um, you know, again, David was strong in God and God real or David realized that his strength came from the Lord um, in the same way that we have. The indicators are the vital signs that we talked about. Remember the patient going to the doctor in the first, you know, that kind of reveals something that's wrong. Well, there's indicators that we have or vital signs that we have that will indicate a strong spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about in this. Um, In Mark chapter 9, verse 23, he says, uh, excuse me, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, he says, all things are possible to him who believes. So a person who has a strong spirit, there's nothing impossible because they can believe. They can get in there. They can trust God. They can believe and they'll see what it is that they're believing for come to pass. So the capacity to believe God grows as you strengthen your spirit. Isn't that good news? That the, the capacity, that your availability to be able to receive or to believe God grows as you strengthen your spirit. Man, that makes me want to get in there and grow and grow and grow because I, I don't want to be limited when it comes to believing God or receiving from God. So let's look at these indicators. The first one, first indicator of a strong spirit is that you are assured and that you're confident. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, and then verse 13 and 14 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed, and therefore I have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. You know, your believe is connected to your speak. And your speak is connected to your belief. If you believe, you're going to speak. If you don't believe, you're not going to speak. So really, you know, it talks about the same spirit of faith. And so faith has to do with believing and speaking. And so whenever you're believing and speaking, then you're showing your assurance and your confidence in what God has said and what God is going to do. First John chapter four, uh, excuse me, first John chapter five, verses 14 through 15 in the Amplified says, and this is the confidence of the assurance, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him that we are sure that if we ask anything, anything, if we ask anything or make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if since we positively know that he listens to us and whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have grant that we have granted us as our present possessions, the requests we have made of him. So again, an indicator of a strong spirit is somebody who is assured and confident, assured and confident. Um, So let's move on to the second one, being established and unmovable, established and unmovable. Psalms 112 verse 7 through 8 says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings, um, I like how it says better that I'm not afraid of bad news. Uh, His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Well, thank God, you know, you know, this is written from the Psalms. So it's written from the Old Testament point of view. 
you know, our, uh, our enemy, you know, our desire has already come upon our enemy. You know, thank God for that, right? That Satan's already been defeated. Remember, people aren't your enemy. They're, they're not, people aren't your enemy. People are to be loved. You're to love, you're to forgive, you're to bless, and you're to do good, uh, do good to them. Right? So our enemy is not people. It's Satan that's our enemy, and he's already been destroyed. He's already been defeated. He's already underneath our feet. So our desire upon our enemies already comes, so we already have the victory. We're just waiting on the manifestation of that victory to show up in our life, and we can stay in faith and be assured and be confident that that's going to show up. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. So I'm going to be established and unmovable. I'm not going to be afraid of bad news. Acts 20, 24 says, none of these things, not one, none of these things move me. Hebrews 10, 30, uh, 10, 39 says, but we are not of them who draw back. We don't draw back. We don't quit. We're not afraid. We continue to move forward. We're not of them who draw back. We continue to move forward. You know, whenever I was trained in the military, you know, whenever we marched, we never learned a backward march. You think about that? We never learned how to march backwards. We were always going forwards. Always. Always, always, always. And the same should be so with the Christian life. And we're always moving forward. Number three indicator, the third indicator for a strong spirit is that we're ready for anything. Philippians chapter four, verse 13 in the Amplified says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Let me say that again. I am ready. I am ready for anything and equal to anything. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength. Receive that right now. Inner strength into me and I am sufficient. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So I am enough. Because of Jesus, I am enough. And not only am I enough, I'm more than enough to face anything that might come my way. First uh, John 4, 4 talks about how the greater one who is in me is greater than he's in the world. So anything that I might f- come up against, I am enough to conquer. I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Nothing, nothing, nothing will ever separate me from the love of God. Nothing will ever defeat me because I'm set in my Father's hand. Um, Going back, again, we're talking about uh, being ready for anything. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David inquired of the Lord, got the wisdom of the Lord, and went forward with that wisdom of the Lord. He He didn't shrink back. He didn't complacent. But he moved forward. He was ready for anything. There was nothing that was going to stop him as soon as God said, go. The fourth indicator of a strong spirit is that you have an overcomer's attitude. First John chapter five, verses five, uh, excuse me, four through five says, for whatever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? 
again, you know, we could look at that as that verse in Philippians, you know, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You know, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that he overcome the world. So therefore I overcome the world in him. And the victory that overcomes the world is my faith in him. Romans 8, 37 says, nay, in all these things or no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So earlier, um, I believe it was in the last lesson, I said it was Romans 5, it was Romans 8, 37. So I apologize for that. There's my correction. Um, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So we are more than conquerors in him. So no, nothing, nothing that tries to come against me is ever going to overtake me because I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 17 says for our light affliction, which is but for a moment works, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So not only is this affliction or this problem or this situation, not only is it not going to overtake me, but it's even going to work in my behalf later on. Folks, let me tell you, God doesn't take anything for granted. God doesn't bring problems. You know, people talk about how, how God ordained problems in their life. That's not true. There's no problems in God. Do you ever see Jesus causing anybody problems? No. In Acts 10.38, he says he went around doing good, healing all those who are oppressed by the devil. So Jesus did good. God is good. There's no bad in God. So stop giving God this, this credit for causing problems because he doesn't do it. It's all the devil's work. He doesn't need the devil to, to do his work for him. God and the devil don't work for each other. So just get that out of your mind. Our light affliction, whenever, whenever the Satan tries to bring problems or even life tries to bring problems, God's going to get beauty from ashes. God's going to turn things around and they're going to not only, not only be dissolved, but they're going to work. They're going to work for the glory of God. Remember that whatever it is that you're going through right now, whatever it is that you're going through, God's not only going to see you through it, help you through it, help you overcome it, but then he's going to turn it around and he's going to use it for his glory to diminish Satan's kingdom. That's the kind of God that we serve, not the kind of God that causes problems. You never know what he's going to do. That's not God. That's not what the Bible talks about. Amen. So our light affliction, not only is it not going to overtake me, but it's going to work on my behalf and it's going to work to bring glory to God. Number five, uh, the fifth indicator of a strong spirit stays calm, cool, and steady. Second Timothy chapter four, verse five, as for you, be calm and cool and steady, accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship do the work of an evangelist, fully perform all the duties of your ministry. That's an amplified version. So again, be calm, be cool, and be steady, accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship. So again, hardships, they're going to come. Life brings problems. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have problems. That doesn't mean God sends them. That just means in this life, you have problems. That means that you're more than enough to conquer these problems, that you've that you already overcome, that you have the victory over problems, but you're going to see hardships, you're going to see problems, you're going to see setbacks, but that's okay because you're going to make it through them. You're going to, you're going to not only make them through them, but they're going to work on your behalf and they're going to bring God glory. And because of that, you can be calm, cool, and steady. You can accept and suffer unflinching hardships. And do the work of an evangelist, fully perform all the duties of ministry. So, you know, there's no excuse to not fulfill the call of God on your life. 
because God has empowered you to do it. So if, if you're kind of wishy-washy right now, if God's called you to do something, get on board, do what God's called you to do, regardless of what you're seeing, because God's going to work things out. You know, that, that's never an excuse. You know, God, I had these problems and so I couldn't do it. There's always going to be reasons. There's always going to be excuses. There's always going to be problems. We have to set our face forward. Again, we have to march forward. We have to go on. We have to continue on. And we have to see that it's done. And we can be cool, calm, and collected the whole time. Proverbs 17:27 in the NAS version says, "He who restrains his excuse me, he who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding." So again, we're watching our words, our words, we restrain our words. Uh, the sixth indicator of a strong spirit is does not give up and quit. Galatians 6, 9 in the Amplified says, And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. So again, even whenever we're facing circumstances or situations that, that are not you know, to our liking or anything like that, we still we don't lose heart, we don't grow weary or faint. We still do what's right and we hold on to our faith. We still go through because we know that in due season, we're going to come through. We just do not loosen or relax our courage and we don't faint. So we stay on course. Again, we keep our face, keep our hands to the plow. We keep going forward and we don't let anything deter us. We're not, again, in Hebrews, we're not of those who draw back. We continue to go forward. So again, that was the sixth indicator of a strong spirit. Doesn't give up and quit. Number seven, the seventh indicator, the last indicator we'll cover um, we kind of covered this in um, the indicators of a, of a weak spirit, you know, kind of con- um, on the other side, you know, uh, on the contrary, I guess you'd say. Uh, but the, the seventh indicator of a strong spirit is full of joy and peace. Joy and peace are indicators of a strong, of strong faith. There is a, a minister that I listen to all the time, and I have ever since that I've got born again. And um, he was talking about how, you know, he was driving down the road. And uh, he was thinking about this certain situation that was coming up that, you know, he was saying that he was in faith for and he was believing God to, to uh, you know, fix on his behalf and, and different things like that. And so he's so he's driving in his car and he's thinking about that situation. All of a sudden he looked up in the mirror and he saw that he had a frown on his face. And the Lord spoke to him about that and said, are you believing, you know, for this situation? Yeah, Lord, I'm believing. He said, well, what's the frown for? You know, if we're full of joy or for, excuse me, if we're believing God for something, if we're truly in faith for something, then there's joy and there's peace. There's joy and there's peace. In Hebrews, it talks about, I believe it's Hebrews chapter four, um, but it talks about how that the uh, the Israelites, they did not enter the rest of God because they did not enter into his rest. They didn't trust God enough to rest. And folks, that that's the good fight of faith. Is is you know it's a good fight because we win, but we fight to enter rest. We we fight to not fight because we realize that Jesus has already conquered. We realize that Jesus has already done. So we just have to stay in faith. We just have to hold on to our faith and not loosen our grip on that. Not loosen up on courage. So we stay in faith and we stay full of joy. Full of joy. Why? Because we know 
that it's going to work out. We know that we're going to see what we're believing for come to pass. So joy and peace, they're indicators of strong faith because that, that we can be in joy, we can be in peace at the same time that we're believing God for something really big because we already know that we have it, we already possess it, we're just waiting for the manifestation of it. Um, again, I mentioned this, you know, about joy in the, in the last lesson, but Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if we want strength, we want to get our strength up. We got to get our joy up. And if we're strong, that we're going to be full of joy. Uh, Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, another translation says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything prayer and supplication. So thanksgiving is going to be connected to our joy. You know, I'm sure that that makes sense. You know, that if we're full of joy, we're going to be thankful and vice versa. If we're thankful, that's going to help us be full of joy. And whenever we're full of joy and we're thankful, then the peace of God, which passes all understanding that, that, that peace that goes beyond, you know, what people can comprehend, you know, that whenever you're going through a situation and people are like, man, how could you be happy? Or how could you be at peace right now? How could you be full of joy right now? It's like, because I know God is bringing it through. I know God it will never let me down. I know that the, the battle has already won. I'm just waiting for the manifestation of it. It's going to show up. And I am so thankful that it's on its way. You see, whenever you keep your, uh, your focus on him, Isaiah says that he who keeps his mind on the Lord, he shall keep in perfect peace. So it's like the bigger the situation is, the more focus we need to have on the Lord Jesus. Does that make sense? The, the bigger the situation, the more our focus needs to be on the Lord Jesus. And the more our focus is on the Lord Jesus, the more peace that we're going to have. The stronger we're going to be, the more full of joy that we're going to be. So again, you know, we've talked about these indicators of strong spirit. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about being assured and be confident. We're established and unmovable. We're ready for anything. We're an over, we have an overcomer's attitude. We stay calm, cool, and steady. We don't give up. We don't quit. And we're full of joy and peace. So, uh, you know, we've talked about all this. And then in lesson two, we talked about, you know, kind of gauging, you know, kind of overall, you know, using our words thoughts and our actions to kind of gauge where we're at spiritually. And then in these last two lessons, we went further into it and more got more specific with, you know, the indicators of a weak and strong spirit. So with that in mind, let's look at Galatians chapter five, verses uh, 16 through 18, and then 22 through 25, where it talks about what strong, what the strong spirit really looks like. You know, it talks about the fruits of the spirit. Um, so let's read this. Uh, this I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the uh, one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you led by the spirit, then you're not under law, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, uh, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, patience, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against there is no such law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So we look at the keys here of what a strong spirit looks like. 
And the thing about it is, is that whenever you get born again, whenever you say yes to Jesus, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life, you're my Savior, and you receive him, then the Holy Spirit moves into your spirit and dwells within you, and you have these fruits of the Spirit within you. So, and I know I've talked about this, but you don't have to pray for patience because patience is already on the inside of you. You don't have to pray and say, God, I need strength, so give me joy. You've already got joy, but you have to exercise the joy that you have. How do you do that? By faith. You do that by trusting God. You do that by speaking the word, by speaking out, you know, God, I thank you that I'm full of joy. God, I thank you that I'm so full of joy. I'm building my joy right now. My joy is bubbling up on the inside of me. I'm so full of joy. As my joy is building, my strength is building. You see, as we speak that out, our spirit starts to get stronger. Our spirit starts to starts to develop. And then as we go in and we face circumstances and we stay full of joy, that builds our spirit. Just like, you know, whenever you go and you work out in a gym, you know, the, the purpose of lifting weights is to tear down your muscles. So that way, whenever you, whenever they rebuild, they rebuild stronger. And so the same thing here is you're not tearing down, but, you know, life will tear down, you know, your joy. But whenever you resist that and you, you, you do that, you know, resistance training against those circumstances and you speak it out and you develop that joy muscle, your spirit gets stronger. You start to become more full of joy. So instead of focusing on the problem, you, be, you become focused on joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The same thing, you know, love, meekness, you know, temperance, you know, the, the, I walk and I have a, a calm, cool and steady temper. I'm not short-tempered. I, I have, I'm long-tempered. I'm long-tempered. I, you know, I, I'm quick to listen. I'm slow to speak, and I'm even slower to get angry. Even whenever I get angry, I do not sit in my anger. I don't let the sun go, the sun go down on my wrath because I walk in love. I am quick to forgive. So we start to say these things, and we develop our spirit by speaking them out in faith and developing what's already on the inside of us. We have to get to that place. That's how we're going to start to grow in these areas and grow in these fruits by watering the seeds, by watering those fruits that are in there. And then they're going to develop and then they're going to definitely be put to the test. You know, whenever we go through tests, that's what's being tested. How well is your fruit developed? And then we get to the point where our fruits developed and then we can be blessings to others, even in the midst of our trials, because we're thinking about others, because we don't have a weak spirit by being, you know, uh, self-centered, but we're others centered, we're others focused, where we can reach out because I'm full of joy. Even in the midst of my problems, I can still reach out. I can still, still reach in my wallet and help somebody or lay hands on the sick, see them recover because I know mine's on its way. So. Again, it's important that we have a strong spirit. If we have a strong spirit, we can face anything in life. If we have a strong spirit, nothing will be able to penetrate us. We'll be able to resist the devil. Whenever we resist the devil, he must flee. We'll be able to increase our capacity to believe God and to receive from God and to receive from others. And we're able to move and to live this thing that we call life or to live it in an abundance that Jesus said that he come to give us in John 10, 10, you know, that Jesus come to give us life and to give it more abundantly. So again, look at these indicators of a strong spirit, you know, go back and, and listen to these and, and kind of see where you're at. Start to notice the external symptoms of what's going on. You know, do I have an overcomer attitude 
Or do I have a defeated attitude? Am I hopeless? Am I starting to think hopeless thoughts? You can see where your spirit is and then you can start to develop yourself and you can start to grow and you can start to become strong in the Lord where nothing will phase you. God bless you guys. We'll see you back in the next lesson where we're going to start talking about how to get fit and how to stay spiritually fit. So we love you guys. We thank you God for you and be blessed in Jesus name. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kingdom Life Podcast. Again, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share it with others. You can also help us be heard by rating it and leaving a review. For other resources, please visit www.andygreenministries.com. Thank you for listening.